0: In these uncertain times, it can be hard to make sense of everything that is happening across the world today. This is why the registry continues to bring its grounded and informed news coverage of everything real estate, to keep you informed and better prepared to meet the challenges of the industry. We are able to deliver the reliable news you trust because of generous readers who support our work. Thank you to your commitment to journalism, especially now. And if you're not a subscriber yet, you can join us at theregistrysf.com in San Francisco and theregistryps.com in Seattle. Today, we sit down with H. Pike Oliver. He's an affiliate instructor for the Runsted Department of Real Estate in the College of Built Environments at the University of Washington. Pike is also the sole proprietor of Urban Nexus, through which he works on managing land and creating built environments. Early in his career, Pike worked for public agencies, including the California Governor's Office of Planning and Research, where he was a principal contributor to an urban strategy for California. For the next three decades, he worked on master-planned communities at the Irvine Ranch in Southern California and other properties in Western North America and abroad. Prior to relocating to Seattle in 2013, Pike taught the real estate department at Cornell University and directed the undergraduate program in urban and regional studies. He's active in the Northwest District Council of the Urban Land Institute and is a founder and emeritus member of the California Planning Roundtable. People come to the San Francisco Bay area for many reasons, a spectacular natural setting, a sophisticated lifestyle, and unique professional opportunities. Those seeking these qualities will find all that and more at Hacienda, where you can work, live, and grow. A Hacienda location means having the best of everything with an easy reach, whether it's world-class restaurants, theater, and museums, the best learning institutions in the country, or some of the finest services available. That particularly applies to businesses wanting the best address to have easy access to needed resources, being among other industry leaders, and knowing that you are part of a region that leads the world in innovation. The result? An unbeatable combination that leads to success. And that is what you will find at Hacienda. Find out more by visiting Hacienda on the web at www.hacienda.org. Hi, Pike. How are you?
1: Good afternoon. Just great. Thanks very much.
0: Thank you for joining us. Uh, where do we find you today?
1: I'm here in Seattle in Lower Queen Anne in my home office.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Well, Pike, thank you for taking the time to speak with us. Usually at the beginning of uh, my interview, I want to take a few minutes and just give you an opportunity to you know, introduce yourself to us and tell us a little bit about the University of Washington program and um, you know, how you're involved with it.
1: Well, I've been involved on the faculty uh, at the Runstad Department of Real Estate since 2016 in several different roles, both full-time and part-time, and uh, most recently served as the chair of the department uh, for the past year. It's a program that's been in place now, well, depending on how you define it, that real estate education has been uh, offered at the university since the mid-1980s, although more Comprehensively, beginning about nine years ago, when we established the Master of Science in Real Estate degree program.
0: And how did how did it start? Obviously, real estate is not is not a new sector of the industry. Um, how, what was it about What was it about it that at one point the the university decided that this would be kind of the right next thing to do?
1: Well, you know, it evolved. What's interesting is that the department within which the first real estate course was offered was actually management. I think it became clear to the folks involved and really the founder of the program, a gentleman by the name of George Rolfe, who unfortunately left us uh, just a little more than a year ago. We had all the other aspects of creating the built environment there and uh, what ultimately became named as the College of Built Environments. There was architecture, uh, landscape architecture, urban planning and design, and construction management. But there was a key piece missing, which is the folks who actually get things done, who find the properties and acquire them and create the opportunity to build a building and, and then ultimately go on to manage the, the real estate assets. So, uh, it was really that missing element and there was a need for increased professionalization uh, in real estate not only here in Seattle but across the country and this was one of the programs that came forward to uh, to advance, uh, the professionalism of the industry,
0: and this program is not just here to support, obviously, the industry in the greater Puget Sound region. I imagine, given that you know there are you know students from the university across the world, um, you guys are looking at this more as sort of a national, global kind of perspective. Is that accurate?
1: I think that's true. You know, we have exchange programs. Uh, most notably with uh, the university at regensburg in germany uh, that's been going on now for uh, well, for a little more than five years and and of course we've had students from all around the world uh, from europe and asia in recent years quite a few students from china and elsewhere in east asia so uh, and some of those students stay here in the u.s but most go home to uh, Advance the real estate industry in their home country.
0: So let me let me quickly turn over to you know the 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 most recent kind of you know changes in what's what's happening. Obviously, COVID nineteen hits. All schools are you know closed. You know whether it's university, public, private, right? Uh, what does this do for your program? And how you know given that this impact will be felt, you know, throughout other areas, but I think it'll be also felt throughout the real estate world too. Um, How, how did this affect you guys sort of immediately?
1: Well, clearly it created quite a few challenges, but actually uh, from my perspective, there's some opportunities as well. You know, we had to quickly at the end of winter quarter uh, finish up remotely. uh, And it was, Astounding to me, universities aren't usually uh, institutions that rapidly adapt to change, but in this case, the university did a phenomenal job and all the faculty and staff pitched in to make some amazing things happen. And then uh, all of the quarter that's just wrapping up now, the spring quarter, has been done through distance learning. Uh, And uh, it's actually worked quite well. There've been, you know, as you would expect, a few Uh, hiccups, but not very many, and uh, it's worked well. Uh, And I think it's actually accelerated uh, something that will remain beyond the pandemic, and that is to have a balance of both in-person and remote instruction. And uh, I could go on and on about that, but uh, I think there's a lot of reasons for, for striking that balance as we go forward, and this has just accelerated us into taking advantage of that opportunity.
0: Yeah, and that's, a, that's an interesting point of view. If you don't mind me kind of sticking with that for a, for a few minutes, it, it, do you think that will allow the program to also scale and be bigger and kind of grow into areas where maybe it, it wasn't, whether it's geographically or whether it's uh, in, in certain topic directions?
1: I think in, in all those respects, I think you'll see more cooperation or, or collaboration between programs in different places. Uh, So, for example, where there's a faculty member at another institution who's particularly talented in in one particular area of the vast realm of real estate, why uh, I think they can be invited to be involved in in several different programs through remote instruction. Uh, And then we've always had in the graduate program, quite a few students who work either part-time, some of them are crazy enough to even work full-time while they pursue their graduate degree. And, you know, coming to campus for every class is quite a burden. You have the burden of making the commute and uh, all that. And so if uh, some portion of the instruction can be done over the internet, uh, that can cut down the number of trips that people have to make the time lost in doing that and just create greater efficiency and probably mean that more people can take advantage of getting a graduate degree. So I I think that will just expand opportunities in ways like that and probably in lots of ways that we haven't yet begun to anticipate.
0: Yeah. From a from a course kind of content point of view, um, you know, given that the industry will be impacted quite a bit and and you know, there are already some signs of, you know, companies rethinking what office space looks like and rethinking how real estate is being developed in general, rethinking things like um, you know, community spaces and things of that nature. Um, how will that change what you guys teach?
1: Well, you know i think some of that remains to be explored and but it's clear that a program like ours which is lodged within a school that has both the design disciplines and and a construction management department is a terrific opportunity to integrate yeah uh, dealing with the opportunities and challenges such as as reconfigured workspaces and i also think that uh, we we've already had numerous students who come to us with a prior design background and get involved in real estate. I think there'll be more opportunities for those folks to help figure that out. Also, bringing their design skills to the table, but combining them with you know, the analytical skills that go along with the figuring out real estate. So, So there'll be more opportunities for really cross-disciplinary education for research for the faculty and for Learning opportunities for the students. I think that'll just increase in numerous ways. And I think that there's going to be, you know, right now, candidly, the students who are graduating are having a little tough time finding a job. People are kind of on pause. But I think as we move on over the next, uh, you know, half year to year, there's going to be more uh, attention to analyzing things and figuring things out, and therefore an increased demand for the kind of analytical skills that young graduates have in the industry. So there'll, there'll be, I think, increased demand for students who come out of programs like ours.
0: Yeah, great. In terms of your personal perspective, what what have you found the most surprising, I guess, both on the negative and maybe the positive side of things?
1: There's no question that the hospitality industry is slammed It's going to be a while uh, for it to recover. But my personal view is that we're not going to extinguish uh, the desire or need to travel and get together in many different ways. It's part of the human nature. We're probably going to do it with a little more care and caution. uh, And I think the industry is already beginning to uh, respond to that. In fact, I just took a trip, a quick road trip back to Seattle from Phoenix where my wife and I had spent the winter and stayed in a hotel where I was able to check in remotely over my iPhone and then got an app that I put up next to the door and it let me into my room. And so I had no human interaction at all in getting lodging for the night. So we're going to see more things like that happen. The one area that is Getting a lot of attention is the whole question of what's going to happen with people coming to the office, and I think that is going to change, although I'd be cautious about saying that people are just going to always work from home. I, I, I don't think that's going to happen, and I think we're just going to, again, redesign facilities to be safer for people, and that's going to create analytical opportunities uh, for these young students who are so good at that sort of thing.
0: So as you look down five, 10 years from now, kind of given some of the lessons learned here in this, uh, in this process, h- how do you envision the program evolving?
1: Well, I think that th- there's several things that are already underway in our program at UW. Uh, we you know, now have offered the Master of Science in Real Estate degree for, for nine years. Uh, several hundred students have gone through the program. And one thing that we've learned is that uh, there are several different uh, kinds of students who come to the program. We get people who have had some significant experience in the industry and really want to sharpen their skills and broaden their perspective. But they're already pretty knowledgeable about the industry, although they may have worked primarily in one segment and they, they want to figure out all the other opportunities that exist in the broad broad realm of real estate. And then we have younger folks who are coming in who don't really have experience and need more basic education. Uh, and then a third category are what I would call the career changers. These are people who've been maybe in another aspect of working on the built environment or or even an entirely different field. Uh, this year for example, we have uh, a school teacher who was a wonderful school teacher by all reports, but they had felt she'd done her service and she wanted to get into a field that's frankly a bit more remunerative. And uh, so she's learning all the aspects of real estate. And we have people who've been in law, people who've been architects, uh, people who've been planners. So I think we're going to just see an increasing diversity and we're going to shape the program really to offer several different approaches to getting a degree, a more abbreviated program for Those students who have substantial prior experience, and then a more extended program for students who are just getting into it for the first time. And then we're also, we started an undergraduate minor in the past year and a half, and um, we're now seeing interest and we're we're working on processing a proposal to create an undergraduate major uh, in real estate. That's great. You know, more of that, and there's I think a lot of interest in the industry to get folks right out of school who maybe haven't learned bad habits working for another employer, and uh, this will give uh, organizations a chance to get a shot at the freshest and and youngest talent entering the business.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's very very interesting. Um, the the spectrum of employment I think within the real estate community is 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 very broad. I mean, you go from you know, brokers, architects, developers, you know, bankers, um, you know, service folks, sales folks. I mean, it's 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 a very you know wide array of capabilities. Where, where do most of your our students end up after after the programs?
1: It's all over the map. Um, you know, there's people often think of real estate, particularly those not in the industry, as as either transactions brokerage, because Many people have had experience either leasing or purchasing housing. And then people think of real estate when they see all the construction cranes as development. But uh, And that's been my area of activity. But really, when you think about it, we only add about 1% to 2% of new real estate product to the existing base in any given year. So most of the people in the industry are not involved in development. What they are involved in is in asset management, property management, uh, transactions. You know, real estate is uh, – People, I I always have fun with this question. I asked – I taught – I created and taught an undergraduate introduction to real estate course. And the question I would ask students right uh, in the first class was, how much of the economy do you think real estate represents? And uh, I'd say, you know, healthcare is – a big portion of the economy go, yo, yes, yes. And you think real estate is anywhere near that? And they go, oh, no, nowhere near that. And I said, well, healthcare is something about like 18% of the economy and real estate is actually about 17% of the economy. So just the fact that we're 70% of the gross development product in our industry means there's just tremendously varied opportunities within the broad realm of real estate. And our students find their way into all of them. Although I would say there are quite a few who get involved in development. uh, And that may have to do with the fact that our program is lodged within the College of Built Environments. So we tend to attract folks who are interested in affecting uh, the built environment and real estate development is certainly a way to do that.
0: Pike, you talked a, a little bit about the internships in the industry. Uh, give us a, a little bit of a sense where are those opportunities coming from. Obviously, this is a tough year for many companies to extend maybe what was a you know standard procedure for them in the summer. But you know, who are some of the ones that are continuing to work with you guys through this process? It's
1: been a tough year for internships, and you can imagine that many companies are preoccupied and have put those programs just like they've put uh, hiring on hold there are there are several that have just been really super creative and and are actually excited to have the students participate this year and that includes um the gates foundation and uh, their real estate activities Um, they're doing actually a a distant if that's a term to be used for this internship the students won't actually be coming to the office, but they're going to be working on projects with the organization. Same thing out at uh, Microsoft in in Redmond. And then uh, interestingly on campus, there's a whole other part of real estate. It's nothing to do with our academic program, but the UW real estate office uh, where all the facilities uh, are right. through their efforts designed and and built and maintained they've had a regular internship program with us and they're continuing that and giving the students some really fascinating assignments in the current context so it's just great to have organizations like that carry on in the midst of all this uh, chaos and confusion
0: yeah and and naturally your real estate department is uh, you know quite a big quite a big developer also there's a number of projects that are Underway, So it, uh, I imagine it's very exciting for somebody coming out of your program to be part of that group as well.
1: Yeah, it is. And, and um, it really opens the eyes of students to, again, a whole other realm of real estate opportunity, the institutional realm, which is vast. And, um, and there are exciting opportunities in that realm for younger younger folks as well.
0: Yes, yes, it it's, it's certainly is. And where, where are your graduates geographically locating? Is it, is it mainly in the Puget Sound region or is it mainly West Coast? Um, how are you able to kind of you know, help them you know, bridge, bridge the gap to go you know, work somewhere
1: else? Mostly in the order that you suggest in, in Puget Sound and across the West Coast. Uh, but we have you know, uh, students, particularly those interested in finance, who you know end up going to the major financial centers—Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco—and then, as I mentioned before, we have um, you know international students, and many of whom might work here for a year or two to gain some experience and exposure to real estate in the U.S. and then return to their home country to uh, advance their careers there.
0: Yeah. As you as you look at the program and as as you've sized up the the you know size of this industry as it relates to the rest of the economy, where would you like to see the program focused over the next you know five years or a decade?
1: Real estate has been behind the curve in terms of bringing women into its professional ranks, and uh, I've been delighted to see that in the past few years we've managed to increase women. We have a small program in the graduate program. It's been anywhere from you know, 15 to 30 or 25, 28 students in any given class. But now in recent years, uh, we've had even a little more than half the students be women. Um, and so I see a lot of increase there and opportunity there. Um, there's great demand for qualified women. And then in addition, bringing underrepresented minorities into the business. And that's where I'm really excited about the undergraduate program because we can get them when they're younger and thinking about things they might do and uh, really do our share to increasing diversity in the real estate industry. So I think that would be a primary focus. The other would be just increasing the skill sets that we provide, bringing technology that's been applied in the consumer products field, more into real estate, segmented market analysis, uh, data science uh, applications. In fact, uh, right right now, two of the faculty are working on a new data science course uh, in cooperation with um, the statistics program at the university so that we can make sure our students understand how to use uh, the latest uh, techniques, the whole realm of Uh, what people generally refer to as big data, to apply it to making uh, better real estate decisions. Sure. Yeah, yeah, lots of technology, and then just more diversity of people.
0: Yeah, for sure. And do you think that the industry could do a better job in getting involved with uh, the program more?
1: Well, we've had tremendous involvement from the industry. We have an advisory board that has 50 active members, and these are all leaders in the industry in the region and some of them beyond and also people who are alumni from from that advisory board and one of the areas that's been fantastic although somewhat diminished this year is the uh, internships that they've offered the students and many of them say they they think they learn as much from the students who participate in the internships they offer as the students learn from the exposure that they get to that and uh, Sometimes I get asked, uh, well, how could somebody in industry get more involved with the program? And my first answer this year, because we really need some, you know, we've lost some internships due to the pandemic is, uh, well, offer an internship. You'll learn from the students and the students will learn from you.
0: Yeah, that is very true. That is very true. So, um, Pike, as, as you look towards, you know, the rest of this year and into 20 you know 21 what what are you excited about what are you concerned about
1: well there are some short term concerns which is you know helping our most recent recent graduates move forward in a hiring environment that's frankly been locked down along with the rest of the economy uh, as i said a few minutes ago i think that that's, that's going to change fairly quickly but when you're a recent graduate it can't happen quickly enough uh, so that's one thing, I guess. Um, the other thing is the university is going to face some budget challenges. I mean, the governor's already sent a message saying, you know, you need to look at where you can find some efficiencies. And, and so there's going to be pressure to do that. Uh, so we'll be no doubt looking to the industry to help us, uh, you know, with any, any shortfalls. You know, we've had an annual uh, leadership dinner for the last uh, six years, I guess. And it's grown to be quite the real estate event of the year with uh, this last year, well, last October, uh, over 700 people participated in that. That's looking like the kind of event that might be a little bit challenging to have this year. So we're looking at creative ways to get participation. And it's frankly quite a uh, a fundraiser for us to enable students to do things like go to the annual Urban Land Institute conference and things like that, that simply don't get funded out of the the state budget or the tuition revenue that comes into the program.
0: Yeah, although one would argue perhaps this year the ULI fall conference won't happen either, right? Uh, Well, the
1: spring conference happened virtually. Right. uh, And probably this year the fall conference uh, won't either, but there'll be certainly other things that we'll be wanting to do with the students that, you know, require that extra bit of resource and, and the industry's been quite generous in providing that. So we just have to find another way to uh, market that opportunity for them again this year.
0: Yeah, makes sense. Well, Pike, thank you very much for taking your time to speak with us. Um, stay safe.
1: I will. Thank you.